Welcome to the Somos Church Podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio. And Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Somos once again. Uh, aren't you glad to be at church this beautiful Sunday morning? Someone glad? Someone glad for the beautiful weather that we're having as well, right? It's that shift. You're starting to feel the fall. Uh, can you turn to someone next to you and tell them how are you doing? How are you doing? You're looking good. You're looking good. Uh, we are so glad that you are joining us today. Uh, you came to a beautiful Sunday because we are wrapping up our series, This Is How We Do It. Come on, can we sing it a little bit? This is how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been an awesome series, you know, the past couple of weeks, uh, really listening and tuning in to just some of our leaders' perspectives, you know, and uh, I just love how every single person has, you know, just something to add and to bring into the table when it comes to purpose. Hasn't it been awesome, right, to just like listen to all these incredible leaders from our church? Uh, there are connect group leaders. Uh, some of them, there's some that didn't uh, share on uh, the next months or so they'll share uh, as well but uh, to be honest kind of side plug connect groups are like the most important thing uh, not only from our church but in Christianity um, I love tacos if you know me you will know that I am obsessed with tacos and I had this thought this week and I put it in my notes because I'm like man that's just so good um, connect groups and church they're like tacos you can't have, like tortilla by itself is good, the meat by itself is good, but man, when you put those two together, like, you know? I was praying all week for just that, you know, just that. Uh, so you can have just the steak, okay, but man, if you bring the tortilla and, and the salsa, so connect groups and church, they just go together, okay? So this week, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. We're all coming together, right? Men on Wednesday, ladies on Thursday here at church. So come, get to know some people. It's the taco for your life, all right? And I can just preach a whole hour uh, just about that, but I won't, sadly, you know. We need to make a series, you know, about it. Uh, focus, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm excited again. It's a, it's a beautiful new season that's ahead. The fall's coming is beautiful. The the, the series that we're going to go into, uh, every, every, every year, right, in every series, there's like one that for us, as my wife and I, that there's like one that we feel like, man, that's going to be a good one. Uh, all of them are good, right? But there's one, you know, that's just like special. Uh, and, and I believe this next one is just that, burning your peace. Um, and, and if you love someone, this is the series that you want to invite them. So if you've had someone in your mind like, man, they are important to my life and they need something good for them, burning your peace. Like, you know, you are burning your peace, sister. Come on over, you know, because you're going crazy. Just kidding. But bring them over. It's going to be awesome. So now let's focus and let's be serious and uh, dive right in. Uh, I'm going to start today with Ephesians 2.10 as we wrap up our series. This is how we do it. 
this series is from the perspective of Jesus saying, hey, this is how we do life, right? Uh, and that's where we're starting today. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece. Can you tell your neighbor, you are God's masterpiece? Oh, man, say it like a masterpiece. Come on, you are God's masterpiece. If you are married or dating, this one is the one that you say really out loud, okay? Come on, again, you are God's masterpiece. You're welcome, okay? Some babies are coming in the next nine months. <laughs> um, you are God's masterpiece. I, I love that this is in the Bible. I, I love that it's not only in the Bible, but uh, this is where our church name comes from. Somos. We are. This is the scripture that God spoke to us because we believe as a church community that every single one of us, we are God's masterpiece. Isn't that beautiful? You are God's masterpiece. So, so often we say things at church and we just kind of like push past and move on, you know, okay, like what's next? But, but can you really internalize and believe that your life is a masterpiece? Come on, say someone, me? Come on, say it loud, me, really? <laughs> like, like, can we be honest, right? Like, my life, like, you don't know me that well, man. <laughs> My life is not a masterpiece. Someone said, me. Yes, you. Your life is God's masterpiece. Now, this is the key part, right? It's God's masterpiece. It's not your masterpiece. And so often, we treat our life like our own masterpiece. And that's why there's so much brokenness and dysfunction because we treat our life like our own. Our lives are not our own. We're God's masterpiece. He, he formed you before you were here on earth in your mother's womb. Like he had a plan for you and he knew you. You are God's masterpiece. Your life, absolutely all of it. It's God's masterpiece. For, for me, this speaks to me of his commitment, his love, his passion for you. Like, God is a creator. He is the absolute, most beautiful, sovereign, powerful creator and artist. And he looked at you and he formed you in your mother's womb. As a masterpiece, your life, all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the highs, the lows. He looks at your life with absolutely all of the mess of it, all the craziness of it. Oh, come on, don't look at me so perfect now. Like, oh, my mess, crazy? Come on, we are cray-cray up in here. If we had some cameras in your 24-7 live, you would be like, oh, and now here you're all put together and beautiful. I'm God's masterpiece, you know, like, you are. All of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of it is God's masterpiece. 
And so often, right, we, we try to lead our lives just putting the good, you know, like, let's show the best and hide the rest, you know? And, and, and we create these separations from our life when God doesn't, doesn't only speak to your Sunday best, He speaks to your every single day, 24-7 best. You are God's masterpiece, all of you. Your story, the good, the bad, the ugly. You are God's masterpiece. Someone say me. me. Yes, you. You are God's masterpiece. And you are created anew in Christ Jesus for the purpose, the good purpose that he has for you. Can I encourage you today that your life is so meaningful? Right now. Like right now, if I can like just really encourage you in one thing and like really deposit a seed in your heart and mind is that today you are God's masterpiece. Not tomorrow when you get all put together. Not one day when you do this, that, or the other. Today, you are God's masterpiece. Today, your life is meaningful. Today, your life has a purpose. Today, you are loved. Today, you have the grace of God. Today, come on, it's not for one day. It is today that you are God's masterpiece. This is not a question. This is not in the future. It is a definitive statement when he wrote this that we are God's masterpiece. We are. It's a definitive statement. It's a declaration into our today, not into our tomorrow. Come on. Can you believe with me today that you're God's masterpiece? That your life is meaningful, not meaningless. That you are created for good things today. Can you erase from your mind this cultural thing of one day when you hit these certain goals in life? One day when I move there, one day when I retire, one day when this, that, or the other, we are completely missing how God intended for us to do life because God intended life for it to be lived today. Don't worry about tomorrow, the Bible says. And we're always stressed out because of tomorrow. Well, I don't have a job today, man. That's easy for you to say. And it's not about what I say. It's about what the Bible says. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Well, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, man. That's easy for you to say. Well, the Bible says that don't worry about tomorrow. And if the Bible says not worry about tomorrow, because if tomorrow's worries are for tomorrow... Today's worries are enough for today and that in our today, he is a heavenly father that believes, that cares, that is with you in every single intricate way. That if we take a step back and listen to God's story and what he thinks, believes about you is that you are his masterpiece. He is not going to leave you. He's not going to abandon you. Everything from your life has a purpose. Come on, your pur purpose is found today. It's not in that next job. It's not in the next relationship. It's not when you start dating someone. It's not when you get to that next phase of life, next home, whatever it is, your purpose is found today. You're God's masterpiece today.
Your, your life is meaningful today. And if we start living our lives believing this, it's a game changer. Because the way we wake up completely changes. I don't know how many of you are like me, then sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, God, help me, Lord. And it's not even like, help me with the circumstances. Help me with me. Help me with, with my anxiety. Help me with my depression. Help me with my pain. Help me. And that's the way we start our day. Just from a place and a stand, standpoint of defeat. When just the fact that we're opening up our beautiful eyes, it's a miracle in itself. Just the fact that we are alive and breathing today, it's a miracle. Then add to that that you're a church. Come on, there's a whole lot to rejoice and be glad and know that God is, is our creator and he is the artist and that he loves us and cares for us and that he is committed to us. We always struggle, well, I'm not committed to God. Well, who cares? He is committed to you. Everything of you, the crazy you and the beautiful you. The Sunday night turn up you and the Sunday morning you. Like God is committed and in love with you because you are his masterpiece. Not one day, but today. Today, everything in your life has a purpose because you are a masterpiece. Everything in your life today has a purpose everything. And the moment we fully and truly realize that, we become teachers of our own life. Sorry, not teachers, students of our own life. We start paying attention, right? Because if I'm God's masterpiece, my life today is screaming out some lessons. My life today is screaming out some beauty. My life today is screaming something about my purpose. So if today you believe that you're God's masterpiece, he is committed to you, he loves you right today, your circumstances, they are screaming some lessons to you. And we got to pay attention. Don't miss the lesson. Don't miss the purpose that you have that God is giving you today. Everything in your life has a purpose. Today, your life is screaming purpose, lessons. Your past has so much of that purpose. There's so many lessons in your past. Can I get a good amen? You married better because of your past. You chose better because of your past. Your past is full of lessons. Can I see by a show of hands, who believes that your past is full of lessons? So, so why do we miss the lessons of our present? If our past is full of lessons, of things that, man, they were screaming out like red flags, right? And we, you know, late, years later, we're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that, right? Like, should I, pay, I should have paid attention better. Like, don't you think your life is full of lessons today? 
full of purpose today. One day, your present, mind-blowing, okay? Listen to this. Tweet this. Your present will be your future. <laughs> your present is going to be your future. The decisions that you make today are going to be one day your past. Can today be a day that we pay attention to the masterpiece of a life we have? Figure out what lessons are in my today. Change whatever things I need to change today so that in the future there's no regret. No regrets. So that in the future we don't say, man, I should have paid attention to God better. I should have gone to that connect group because now I'm a little bit older and I have no friends been going to church for a couple years and I don't know anyone. Come on, can today be the day that we pay attention and we start making some decisions in life? Because the decisions that we make today will impact our future. Come on, your life is a masterpiece, God's masterpiece. Everything in your life is part of that God's masterpiece. Everything is connected, connected to God's purpose. Your strengths, right? They're a part of your purpose. Your weakness is a part of that purpose as well. And it's so interesting how we live our lives, right? Because we believe that in our strength there is purpose and we lead our lives with our strength forth. And in, in, in when it comes to our weakness, right, like we just hide that so well. But you can't hide it well enough, you know? Like your weakness, as best as you think you can hide it, you're really not hiding it, right? If you struggle with insecurities, as best as you can hide those insecurities, they're going to flourish in some areas of your life. If there's arrogance in you or pride in you, right, and it, as best as you can hide that pride, that anger, that unforgiveness, those, whatever it is, your lust, whatever it is that you struggle with, right, the, your weakness, as best as you think you can hide it, you're not hiding it. You've been rejected, you've been abandoned, you've been betrayed, and you think you're so good at hiding your weakness because I'm good and no one's gonna hurt me anymore. Everyone can see you're hurting. The fact that you don't open up yourself to anyone and you're always right about everything, that is screaming there's big weakness. And the enemy has us because we think that if we hide our weakness and we show our strength, then we are strong. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says, My grace is all you need. My power, God's power, works best in, come on, help me out, in weakness. God's power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and in the hardships and in the persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, I am strong. 
and we do live the other way. That's why there's so much hurt. That's why there's so much pain because we lead our lives with our strong face and we don't allow God's power to flow through us. Why are hardships, insults, persecutions, and troubles so intense for us as Christians? Because we don't boast about those. Because we try to hide those. Come on. Can there be a shift in our hearts and in our minds that we say, in my weakness, he is made strong. When you look at how God did life, how Jesus did life, he didn't go to town looking for the stronger people. He didn't go to town looking for the perfect people. He went walking in a village and just looking who are the most broken who are the most hurting who are the ones that are rejected abandoned who are the ones that no one wants where are the fatherless where are the people that are just so hurt and betrayed by society where are they come on and come with me I am going to show you that I'm going to make you a masterpiece God looks for broken people to use and glorify his name and here we are trying to be all put together all the time. And we don't allow God's power to come and work through us. Come on, the, the more strength that we show, the more weak we are. Because we're taking away the power of God from us. And when we say, I, I just can't anymore. Have you ever had a moment like that? I just can't, God. I just can't anymore. Come and do whatever you need to do. I can't carry this loneliness. I can't carry this bitterness. I can't carry this anger. I just can't. Have you ever had a moment, but when you really mean it, that you are on your knees, that you're crying, that, that you're just so broken, that you just need God's intervention? What happens in those moments? The grace of God comes. The comfort of God comes. And your circumstance might not change, but there's a shift in you. Because you recognize that you can't continue to carry life in your strength. You need him. Come on, our weakness is our best strength. So today's message, I'm titling Embrace the Change. And you're like, you're barely telling our, this is the intro. It's not an intro, this is just a... Just want to share with you guys some thoughts are we closing this series. So um, Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So first, we're God's masterpiece. Second, we are created anew in Christ Jesus. Yes, you are God's masterpiece, but when you come to Jesus, but when you come to Jesus, everything changes. When you realize that you in Jesus are made brand new, that your old life has passed away and that the new has come, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the old life is gone. A new life has begun. Created anew in Jesus. 
Come on, there's some newness in your life. And this is not only for those who don't have a relationship with God. This is for all of us. It's a biblical principle. You are created anew in Jesus. That newness comes every single day. His mercies are brand new every day. His newness, His Spirit, the purpose, it comes every single day. Colossians 3 says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So your real life, the newness, it's in Jesus. Can, can we just be humble and recognize that today we don't know absolutely anything? As much as we think we know. When you think about the realities of heaven, when you think about an eternal perspective and sovereignty and power that God has, we don't know anything. Your real life is still hidden. You're created anew in Jesus every single day. Why? Because there's so much that we don't know. And one of those things that we need to reframe that we don't know is that our purpose in Christ, our purpose, what we were created to do in this world, it's not a circumstantial thing. It is an identity thing. Our purpose is connected to our identity. Our purpose is not connected to the job that you have. It's not connected to the circumstances around you. Your purpose, it's based on who you are. Who are you? You're God's masterpiece. Your identity belongs to Him. He has created you anew in Jesus. You are new in Jesus. Your identity, you are made new. He doesn't only give us opportunities and open doors. He gives us a new life. That's part of the beauty of this masterpiece that God has created in you. That, that you're God's masterpiece and that in Him, there's a whole new life. There's a whole new thing. You know, I was really inspired uh, yesterday. There was the memorial of um, a pastor here uh, in the city. Um, uh, Josh Saddlemeyer, he plays with us. His dad passed away and they made a memorial for him. And, you know, the, the, the sons were uh, talking about their dad, right? And, and all of them were talking about how great of a dad he was. They were talking just about the love that he had for them. And I was just fascinated, right, that all of them talked about their great dad, not the great pastor, they all, but like, my dad was, the, all of them, every single game, even till there were adults, you know, if I would call, my dad would leave everything, come for breakfast, and, and, and I was just sitting down listening to that, and I was honestly like, there's some new goals that are arising in my heart. I want to be a great dad, a present dad. But as I was hearing this, right, I was like, man, but sometimes I feel, if I'm just being honest, that I suck as a dad, <laughs> you know? Like, I have so many dysfunctions. I have so many messes. Like, I didn't see a great example of that growing up. So I'm, how am I going to have that? And, and part of the, the, the speech that Josh was saying, he said, what I love about my dad, everyone has talked about how great he was. And he said this, but before Jesus, he wasn't none of that. He was a drug addict. 
alcoholic, he was a hippie. But when he encountered Jesus, everything changed. And that just inspired me so much. Because so often we think about our identity in Christ. And it seems so far away. It seems so hard to achieve. To be a peaceful person, a loving person, a generous person, a forgiving person, a graceful person. I mean, it's not my tendency, if I'm honest. But in Jesus, everything changes. Your identity changes in Jesus. And so often we fight to keep our identity. God is like, hey, you're you're my masterpiece. I want to do new things in you and through you because of Jesus. And we fight him on our identity. God, change everything around me. Change my circumstances, my bank account. Change relationships. Change everything around me, but don't change me. God, I pray for the next job. I pray for the next this. I pray for the next that. But when do we pray for God, change me. Change my anger. Change my bitterness. Change my identity. Change my orphan mentality. My abandoned mentality. My rejected mentality. Change me, God. That's where the power is in our purpose. Not in the circumstances. It's in God changing us. It's in God changing us. Come on, he created you anew. There's newness. The opportunity is in the new identity that he has for you. That is the purpose and the power of the gospel that he creates us anew. The old has passed away. The new has come. That is the good news that through Jesus there's new. That through Jesus there's a new life. That there's new beginnings. Come on. That is the power that through Jesus everything changes because of his sacrifice. In this life that he has ahead for every single one of us it's much better. The new life that God has for you, it's way better. He, here we are protecting our lust when God has better. Here we are protecting our addiction when God has better. Here we are protecting our laziness when God has better. Here we are pr- protecting our procrastination when he has better. Here we are protecting our dysfunction, but he has better. Here we are protecting our anger, our outbursts. Here we are protecting all of those things that are so messed up to us and we see the consequences. But his new life is much better. And this is a reality forever. If you're new or if you're a veteran Christian, this is a reality that God always has better in our identity. So the good news is that if today you're feeling lost, you're feeling broken, you're hurting, if today you are confused, can I encourage you today that you're God's masterpiece and that he has beauty for you today? That he has a new life for you today? As broken as your circumstance might be, God is not scared because of your circumstance. He is focused in your identity, in your identity. I want to read a story, kind of go through a story 
Uh, and it's typically people know this story as the prodigal son story. And, and I'm going to try to just go through it as fast as I can. But pretty much there's this story and Jesus is telling this story. There's a man that had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my inheritance. Now I want to go and turn up. The father's like, okay, I mean, if you want your inheritance today, that's on you, right? He goes, gives an inheritance. A few days later, the younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, maybe Mexico. Uh, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About that time, his money ran out. A great famine swept over the land, and he was working with pigs. He literally, I, I can just picture this young man, like, literally inside with the pigs. And, and I don't know how many of you have seen, like, an actual farm with pigs. It's dirty. You can see this young man. He, he had nice clothing. He came from good. And now he's there, and he's all dirty. He's craving the food for pigs. And he just comes to this moment of like, I need to go back home for them to hire me. I can just picture this young man just filthy and dirty because of his choices, because of what he had embraced as his identity. And he goes off and starts walking towards his father's home, just thinking if I... I'm just a part of the staff. As, as, uh, at least I'll have food to eat. Verse 22 says, His father said to the servants as this man approached, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. There's so much beauty in this story, right? This, this, this is the representation of God, God's love for you and I. That we're God's masterpiece and he loves us. He embraces us, right? He doesn't condemn or judge or bring our past mistakes into our present. And there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? But, but what I love about this story and what I want to focus for the next couple of minutes of this story is that in a really subtle and loving way, in a really loving and subtle way, he changes this young man. This young man is filthy, dirty, full of dirt and God knows what. He's been parting it up. He's been working in a farm with pigs. And this young man is filthy because of all of his mistakes, all of his choosing. And this man comes and embraces his son. And as he does that, he says, hey, bring some new clothes for this guy. And I know there's different representations of this moment for, for me today. This man was changing him. Go change. You're dirty. And it's not in condemnation. It's not in judgment. It's because this man loves this son so much. Change. Change. Embrace the change. That, that's what I'm trying to communicate with you today. Embrace the change. 
There are so many mistakes that you and I have made. There's so much pride, judgment, criticism, lust. There are so many addictions, so many things. And we protect those. And God, in a loving way, it's not in a judgmental way. But he loves you way too much that he says, hey, bring something better. Imagine this young man saying, no, I want my filthy rags. I want, I, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep the dirt. I'm going to keep the junk. I'm going to keep the poop of the pigs. I'm going to keep this on me. I'm going to keep it. I don't want your fine robe. I, I don't want your fine clothing. I'm going to keep this. That's what you and I do. God is constantly wanting to renew us, to change us. For us to submit that pride, that arrogance, that judgment, that lust, those addictions, the, 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 the hurts, the betrayal, all those things that we have dirtied up ourselves, the bitterness, everything. We're so full of all these things, and yet we're still God's masterpiece. The, the mess doesn't define or change the fact that we are God's masterpiece. He loves you and he em embraces you and he is committed to you. But why wouldn't you accept this new fine clothing? Why wouldn't you want a new change of clothes? Why wouldn't you want a peaceful life? Why wouldn't you want a graceful life? Why wouldn't you want a generous life? Why wouldn't you want a love full of love and care and encouragement and faith? Why wouldn't you want to live your life in a holy way set apart for God? Why wouldn't you embrace the beauty and the glory that God has in store for every single one of us? Can I encourage you today to embrace the change? God is trying to bring change forth in your life and you push past some of it. And I push past some of it. And we can never win a battle against God. Can I encourage you to embrace the change? You will never regret it. Do you think this young man regretted changing into this fine clothing, accepting the ring and the sandals, going into this party and accepting his position, not as servant, but as a son. He never regretted that. He embraced the identity of being a son, of not only a high priest, but of the King of King, the Lord of Lords, the provider, the creator. Why wouldn't we embrace everything that God wants for us in our identity? In our identity. As we close today, can I leave you with a couple of questions? What are some things that you're holding on to? What in your life is some of that filth that you have on in your person that God's saying, hey, I have this new rope for you. What is it for you? What, what are some of the things that God wants to change in you? Come on, he has way better. You've been walking long enough with some of those things. You've been walking 
for long enough with some of those things in, in your identity. It's time to change. And there's so much beauty and purpose in the change. Come on, what is that change that God is asking you to make? What, what areas do you need to humble and put them at the feet of Jesus? What insecurities do you need to let go? What steps of faith do you need to take? What are those next steps for you to embrace the identity that God has for you? Come on, if you believe this today, can, can you just say a lot? I'm ready for change. For me in my life, this is something that, that I'm declaring over my life. Like I'm, I'm ready for change. Today all morning, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a new man. I'm a new man. And whenever thoughts try to come my way and my old life tries to, I'm, I'm a new man. Like I'm gonna preach different, I'm gonna love different, I'm gonna be generous, I'm gonna serve different, I'm gonna love people, I'm gonna talk different. Why? Because I'm a new man. Not in me and my own effort, but in Jesus. That, that insecurity is not in me anymore. That fear is not in me anymore. The worry is not in me anymore. The hurt is not in me anymore. Come on. I, God didn't put eyes on my back to always be looking back. God gave me eyes to look into the future. Can I declare over your life that there's a better future for you? Come on, there's a better future for you. Come on, can you say out loud, I'm changing today. Come on, embrace the change. Whatever God brings your way, embrace the change. Can you stand up with me as we close in prayer? And if you've never given your life to Jesus and Part of that change starts with this, saying yes to Jesus. Romans 10 says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if that's you and your change starts today with giving your life to Jesus, everyone with their eyes closed just for respect of the people around you. If that's you, can you just embrace the change and just say, Jesus, I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna, I, I need you. I've done life in my own way, God. Today I surrender to your leading. If that's you, no one's looking, just raise your hand, just say, Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready for the change. I'm ready to be made new in you. Can we say this prayer together? Jesus, come into my life and save me. I believe that you were raised from the dead and that you came here to save me. And I thank you today for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. If, if you're ready for that change, can you just raise both of your hands up to heaven as a sign of surrender? God, I'm, I'm completely surrendered this morning. Have your way in my life. I withhold nothing. You have access to everything, God. I embrace the change, God. I am turning my mourning to gladness. I'm turning my sorrow into joy. I am turning my depression into my destiny. I am turning my pain into purpose. I am turning my anger and my anxiety and my fear to be a loving, caring, generous, peaceful person. God, I surrender this morning to you and I Pray and declare that we are made new in you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the best 
that you have for us. Thank you, God, that our days are way better ahead of us. I pray that we wouldn't glorify the past, God, but that we would be expectant and faithful for the future, God. I thank you, God, that you are making us brand new today. I declare that marriages look different today, that parenting looks different today, that friendships look different today. I declare that finances look different today. I declare, God, that everything that the enemy has thrown our way looks different today because of the power of your cross. I declare that sickness looks different today and that there is healing in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in us and through us. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, if you believe that today, can you say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hey, we love you so much. Have an incredible week. This week, you're a new person. So come to Wednesday night and Thursday night. Amen. Love you all. Have a great, great week. If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe, like, and share. It helps more than you know. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the Somos Church giving family, you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing day.